to The Chris Oldcorn Show. Today we're going to look at some of the misleading information that has been put out there recently in the past week about COVID-19. We'll also have updated COVID-19 numbers for you. We also have our 13th case here in Algoma District. I'll give you what information I can about that. We'll be right back in a minute. And welcome back. We now have our 13th case here in the Algoma district of a positive test for COVID-19. It came out over the weekend on Saturday. Um, All we know is that it's uh, a male in his 40s and it was close contact. uh, And that person is self-isolating. They are not in the hospital. Now some other numbers for the Algoma district is we've now uh, tested 1,848 people. We are, as I mentioned, up to 13 positive cases in Algoma District. However, nine are resolved, which means we only have four positive cases in total across the entire region. Now, we are waiting for 435 tests to come back. Uh, That number has actually jumped up uh, about 90 since Friday in terms of the amount of tests that we're waiting for. However, uh, if we look at the numbers for Ontario, Uh, the testing has actually popped up uh, in total. We're now able to test 12,550 tests per day, which is the most we've ever tested. So Doug Ford wanted the testing to get up to uh, over uh, 12,000. He wanted eventually to be at 14 and then 15,000. So we'll see if we can get up to that number. We do have the capacity to do 15,000 tests approximately per day. However, we haven't done that many yet, but we're at least getting much, much closer to that number compared to only, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were only testing, you know, 2,500, 3,000 people per day. So we're able to get through a lot more people now. Now, Canada-wide, we now have 47,272 total cases of COVID-19. We have lost 2,617 people. But the good news is 17,853 people have recovered and are now testing negative for COVID-19 across Canada. Here in Ontario, we had 424 new cases and 57 additional deaths. Uh, That is the highest single day death toll so far in Ontario at 57. Uh, Our total cases in the province now are 14,856. Now, there is something that we should mention here and that is the long-term care homes. Uh, It's a major, major issue there. Uh, Like I just said, we've had 892 deaths, but 671 of those deaths were in long-term care homes. So we're seeing about 75% of people who pass away, uh, they're living in long-term care homes, and they also have what's called confounding factors, which means they they have already health issues and COVID-19 just makes it worse and they have trouble fighting back and are passing away. Now, we are now up to 150 outbreaks at long-term care homes across the province, uh, which is concerning. Uh, And right now, we have 2,523 confirmed cases among patients in long-term care homes. However, and this is is a big problem, we have 1,187 cases among the staff, which means that almost 1,200 people who used to work in long-term care homes are now at home self-isolating and cannot continue in their jobs, which means we have to find people to replace them. And this is a big problem. Uh, I've covered this before, uh, and that is that there's already a shortage of workers in long-term care homes. 
And with COVID-19, it's only getting worse. Now, I want to talk, I mentioned uh, off the top of the show that I wanted to cover a couple different um, misleading and misconceptions out there uh, around COVID-19, how to treat it, how do we reopen our economy and so on. Uh, if you want to see more about how we're going to reopen our economy, uh, check out my interview with uh, Ross Romano, our local MPP, where we actually discuss uh, how to reopen the economy here in Ontario. However, what I, the first thing I want to discuss is something called herd immunity. Now, herd immunity means that the once you get uh, exposed to COVID-19 and you build up the antibodies in your system to fight back, you should get what's called, they're calling it an immunity passport. And what that basically means is that if you get an immunity passport, you can then go back to work or school or whatever it is you were doing before because you can no longer get COVID-19. Here's the problem. We don't know if that's true. We know that you get short-term immunity against COVID-19 because we haven't seen people who have it get it again. But we have no proof over the medium or long-term that someone would have the antibodies permanently in their system be able to fight back against COVID-19. We don't know if six months from now, someone who had the antibodies for COVID-19 now and can't get it doesn't mean that in six months they can't get it. We just don't know. We have not enough information about that. And this is going to be a big issue. For example, Chile is testing people for the antibodies for COVID-19. And if you've been infected and recovered, uh, you get what's called an immunity certificate or passport. This allows you to go back to school or back to work. Here's the thing. We don't know if that's going to work. And this is exactly what our chief medical officer, Teresa Tam, was saying on the weekend. She said the idea of immunity passports is premature given how little is known about how people develop immunity to the coronavirus that causes COVID-19 and how long the protection lasts. We just don't know how long someone is immune. And that is a big deal. If we all of a sudden open our society back up and find out that someone's only immune to COVID-19 for three months, we're going to see the same thing happen again that we had now because people won't be protected. Now, I'll be right back in a moment as I discuss what Donald Trump has been saying over the last week and the misinformation he has been giving out. We'll be right back after the break. And welcome back to the Chris Olcorn Show. Over the past week, there's been quite a few, uh, well, uh, what's the word I should use? Uh, misleading information coming from the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Now, he has inferred many different things in the last week about how we can treat COVID-19, what are some of the, the things we should look at, uh, and, and quite a lot of it is just, there's no other word for it, it's just complete crap. I mean, it, it, no one is taking it seriously. Uh, I feel sorry for the doctors who uh, go into that press conference with Donald Trump every day and have to sit there and, be, and not come out and say, yeah, you probably shouldn't be uh, drinking, uh, I don't know, bleach or disinfectant and things like that. So what I want to look at now is what has Donald Trump been saying over the last little while, particularly the last week, that has been complete and utter nonsense. That's not true at all. So we're going to do what we're going to, we'll call it a fact check for simplicity's sake. The first thing we're going to talk about is testing. Now, this is a very interesting thing because the U.S. has a massive population and they have done a lot of tests. 
I'm not going to deny that. They have. They have. However, Donald Trump said that the U.S. has tested more people than the rest of the world combined. That is complete and utter bunk. For example, the U.S. has tested far fewer people than just Russia, Germany, and Italy. Russia, Germany, and Italy have tested 6.5 million people. The U.S. has only tested just over 5 million. If you look at the G7, which includes Canada, the U.S. is way, way, way far behind in terms of tests by total amount of people. And if you look at, per, if you look at it, because the U.S. has a large population, if you look at it proportionally, so you know, percentage-wise, how many? What's the percentage of the total population being tested? The U.S. lags 12 countries in that category from the developed world. Uh, and it's just not true that the U.S. is doing the most tests and has done the most tests on the planet. Now, this next one is the one that really sort of brought out the, um, the reason I wanted to do this segment, and that is disinfectant. Let me say this clearly. I've covered this before. Cocaine, snorting cocaine does not kill the coronavirus. Drinking bleach doesn't kill the coronavirus. Now we have Lysol and other disinfectants. They don't kill the coronavirus if you inject it, rub it on your face, rub it on your arms, drink it. Doesn't work. There's a reason why on the, on the sides of Lysol and Clorox, there's warning that it's a poison, because it is. It's not, you can't use bleach or disinfectant like a Lysol to kill the coronavirus or get immunity from it. It just doesn't work. We know we have already tested those things on human beings. The side effects of even if Clorox bleach or Lysol actually did kill coronavirus, it's also going to kill you. So don't do it. Just this past weekend, on Friday and Saturday alone, over 30 people were admitted to the hospital in New York City, where there is a massive outbreak where the hospitals are already full for guess what? poisoning from Lysol and other disinfectants because people were using Lysol thinking that they would kill the disin the because they had a cough so they decided they would like suck on a Lysol um, piece of paper or drink a little well guess what didn't work made their made made their illness even worse because now they poisoned themselves Plus, they were probably already sick, which is why they were using the disinfectant. Now they're in the hospital, but they're not in the hospital because they have COVID-19 or they're sick. They're in the hospital because they tried to use disinfectant as a way to cure their cold. Now, the other one I want to talk about as well, it was in the same press conference as the disinfectant, is the sun and the humidity and all that. Okay, if sun and humidity kills the virus, which Donald Trump kind of inferred that we should look at, you know, sun on the skin or getting sun into your body and light and UV, UV rays to actually fix the coronavirus if you have it and kill it. Well, if that's true, why does Florida have one of the largest outbreaks in the country? Okay, I used to live in Miami. Yesterday in Miami, it was 25 degrees Celsius and it was about 10 degrees Celsius here. Heat probably doesn't kill this, and if it does, it's a minor factor. If it did, then they wouldn't have a problem in Florida because it's boiling hot there right now. Also, if you look, for example, California and Los Angeles has a big outbreak. It's very warm in Los Angeles right now, so that doesn't work. And he said, oh, it'd be interesting to try it. Now, this is, this is the interesting part. The guy who actually suggested this, he said the following. Incomplete emerging results from research. So let me rephrase that. Let me say that again. Incomplete emerging results. Okay. 
Past studies found no good evidence that they kill the light. Not none. Like this is a one study that kind of showed maybe it might work. The other thing I want to talk about is hydrochloroquine. I have already spoken about this many, many times. It here's here's the actual numbers that we got. I only got a second here to get to this, but however, here here it is. Okay. It, they did a study with 368 people. It's the largest study with hydrochloroquine, hydrochloroquine, and this is what happened. The people who were given it, 28% of them died receiving the, the hydro, hydroxychloroquine plus uh, regular treatment versus 11% of those who just had the regular treatment who died. In other words, the people that took hydroxychloroquine died at a higher rate than the people who didn't. Now, in the medical world, we call that a failure, and Donald Trump continues to push it. And it's not a cure. It's not working. It, you're seeing a higher death rate amongst people who are doing it. And one of the things is it creates a heart arrhythmia in your actual heart, and it's causing other problems in those patients. And because of that, you're already compromised with COVID-19, add a heart problem in, higher chance of dying. Okay? So stop listening to Donald Trump. Now, you've been watching The Chris Oldcorn Show. I'm Chris Oldcorn. If you want, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Chris Oldcorn. You can listen to the audio version of this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And I will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Good night.